Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. Okay, so we just got finished with the uh, Democratic National Convention as well as the Republican National Convention. And I'll be honest with you, I had initially started a podcast, which was going to try to do the highlights of each and give you my opinions of them. But I got to tell you, I decided to forgo that because it was such an obvious difference, in, in my opinion, day and night, between what I saw on these two conventions. Different to the fact that, depending on who was watching, because I do understand that Democrats will watch the Democrat convention and Republicans are going to watch. And, and the whole purpose, the whole purpose of these conventions is to rev up your base so that they go out rah-rah and, and, and vote for their candidate in, you know, the next uh, 60, 70 days. But the thing that struck me the most was the tone, the tone that was set on each of these two platforms. For those that may have persevered and watched the, the Democrat convention, you were watching four days of lectures on failed Trump policies, things that were bad, basically liberal talking points that we've had to listen to over the last four years. There was nothing but gloom and doom being portrayed. In fact, you had uh, Michelle Mabel Obama telling us that if, uh, if you didn't think it could get any worse with Trump being in office, you haven't seen anything yet. I mean, we, we heard things about how Trump has just totally wrecked or, or mishandled this coronavirus thing. In actuality, we had Trump jumping in on that in January. And yet, the speakers would say, ever since March, their candidate Biden has had, in writing, plans on what ways to get out of this uh, better than what Trump has done. March? <laughs> Come on. Uh, what happened to January when Trump supposedly got it late? What about all the month of February? And it took baseman Joe Biden till March to figure out that he had to get a plan. And you know what his plans were? Come on, go to the websites. I don't care. Let me see. We need testing. We need distancing. And we need masks. Of course, he also feels, if you follow the science, we need to shut down this economy again. Now, maybe Joe doesn't understand that as president, you have to wear a couple of hats. Clearly, you have to worry about the, the safety of our U.S. citizens, and that should be priority. But, but you also have an economy. We also have military. We also have uh, enemies out there and things. 
It, it's more than one hat you have to wear. And I'm not so sure that Joe fully understands that. Because when you follow the science, uh, in other words, you're putting all of your faith on uh, Dr. Fauci instead of the committee, which includes Dr. Fauci, which has perhaps numerous options that can be taken to do things simultaneously. Trump being a true leader is finding ways to not only try to keep us safe, and by the way, the we keep hearing all this gloom and doom. Look at the numbers. This positivity rate, which is about 800,000 tests a day nationally, the positivity tests are lowest than they've been in months. Now, does that mean that we're putting a handle on it? Because I'm sure it doesn't mean that we're getting rid of the virus. So maybe Trump's onto something. In any event, you come out of this, this four-day event here with the Democrats, and, and you come away thinking that, man, we're really in bad shape. We are. I mean, let's face it. We're, we're, we have unemployment, highest it's historical since the Depression. We have an economy that's tanked. Without giving any kind of credit that perhaps the reason our economy and unemployment is the way it is is because of this pandemic that was created by the Chinese, not mishandled by our president. And yet, we also forget the three years before that where our economy was brought to the highest, the strongest, the most vibrant that it's ever been in the history of the United States. And I tell you something else, glaringly missing was, was any mention whatsoever of the insurrection, the rioting, the looting taking place out there in, in Portland, 90-some days in Portland. Give me a break. What's going on with this uh, social justice? Social justice has nothing to do with gangs of roving looters and rioters busting up businesses, setting things on fire, throwing things at police. That is not protesting. I'm sorry. And yet there was no mention of that. None in that Democrat convention. And then you go to the Republican convention. Now, this was definitely a different tone. Number one, it was set up on different themes. Things about our country, our land, our achievements. All right. So each night was like a little bit of a different thing. And I'll be honest with you, it did not look like a Zoom meeting. This thing was, this had pictures and people and interviews. It was so much more masterfully created to begin with. But this real substance of it was that it was positive in nature. It was optimistic. We saw real people, interviews, heroes that this president has helped. And I don't necessarily just mean economically. This could have been veterans that had not had the ability to have services done now are showing up. You had legal, legal immigrants that came to our country and were able to sustain the American dream that we all go for. You had dissidents, dissidents from Cuba and from the Republic of China 
who talked about the oppression that they escaped from, and in their opinions anyway, how dangerous, how dangerous this was going to be to be moving over towards the socialist agenda, the defunding of police. They've seen it before. They lived it. And they're warning about it. The Republicans chose to talk about the rioting and looting going on. And, and frankly, how unacceptable it should be to all of us. And it is. You know, Democrats don't seem to talk a whole lot about it. In fact, they, they blame Trump for these rioting things going on. But in reality, nobody likes it. We, we like it better when we can go out and, and walk and, and not be afraid our car's going to get broken or we get jumped. They also talked about race relations. They have no problems talking about it. It's conversation. This is conversation that we should be having. And you know what? We have. The United States has had conversation like this for at least 75 years, since the Civil Rights Act was passed back in the 60s. Are we there yet? We're not there yet. Are we getting closer? We would hope to think so. But I got to tell you, we're not going to get closer to racial equality if we feel that it's okay to just rip up our cities and burn them, it, it, that, that's not the way to get to resolve. And with all these sports teams now storming out and protesting because of social injustices, let me tell you what, they're going to hurt themselves. We talked about sports in an earlier podcast. Leave sports for sports, okay? We have political agendas and areas that we can talk about it but not on the playing fields, please. And enough said about that. The president in his speech of acceptance, he was very patriotic, as was the theme for the last four days of the Republican convention. Patriotic, that's right. Proud to be an American. Proud to serve under this flag. We're not perfect, but we're trying to become. And that's why we have systems of laws so that if we do have a bad cop out there, we can take him to justice. Yes, we all want that. I, I, I've, I've heard it said many times that uh, the person who dislikes a bad cop the most is a good cop. We shouldn't be painting pictures of our police. The police keep us on the edge between anarchy, which frankly is what we're seeing in these big cities, and civilization. You wanted to fund these, these areas right on the edge? Who's going to take care of us? Who are you going to call? Although I'm a gun owner myself, trust me, I do not believe that owning guns is the way that we're going to have to be forced to protect ourselves. That's not the right way. Certainly not in a civilized society. So as... We get now to the conclusion of both of these conventions, and, and we now have to start deciding which candidate is the one that we want to lead our country for the next four years. To me, it's easy. I think we only have one leader running, and that leader is President Trump. I've, 
I've watched him like the rest of us for the last four years. And I don't see him doing things that are only for himself. In fact, what I actually see is a person who only does things that benefit Americans, all Americans, race, color, sex, creed, but we're rioting or looting. Legal Americans. He's very verbal. We have no tolerance for illegal, whether it's illegal aliens, illegal drug trafficking, illegal sanctuary cities, or just rioting and looting. And is this really such a bad trait for somebody to want to have for our country? Because the Democrats are painting that picture. They're saying that's evil somehow. All right? That our country with its heritage is, is, is funda fundamentally designed from evil purposes and self-serving white slave owners, etc., etc. <laughs> Please. Is there any country who's given opportunities to their citizens the way we have it here? We're not perfect, but we are trying to become that, as mentioned earlier. So as we get closer to our early voting, or what ultimately turns out to be November 3rd is our voting, make sure you get out there. Make sure you get out and tell people, I'm proud to be an American. I like being free. I like to make my own decisions. We have government there to protect us against foes but I don't want the government in my day-to-day -day business. It's worked very well for 250 years, and it'll work that way for another 250 years. And we want to keep it that way. And this election, as you've heard it said many times from other people, this is probably the most important election you'll go out and vote on. And you don't have to be quiet about it. Get out there and defend the fact that you're uh, supporting our president. He's doing good things. It doesn't take much to go on the internet to find out. It's a laundry list of good things this man has accomplished and is continuing to do in our interest. I thank you for listening to me today. I'd appreciate feedback if you uh, are watching this through the Apple podcast or through the Blueberry website. If you're looking for me on Facebook, I can be found at J-E-F-F-R-Y, second name Pat. That's Jeff Fry Pat. And I look forward to being back on the air next week. Take care. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.